the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. And a pleasant good evening to you. Welcome to Tuesday Night of the Fights in some circles known as... State of the Union address. It should be a very interesting one, not only in terms of what the president has to say, but what a good portion of Congress has to react to. We'll carry it live for you coming up tonight at six o'clock. The president delivering his second State of the Union address this evening. Um, The president, of course, facing a divided Congress for the first time as Democrats took control of the House just last month. Stacey Abrams will be delivering the Democratic response. She lost a close and contested governor's race in Georgia last November and is considered by some to be a rising star in the Democrat Party. We will present the president's address to you live from Washington, D.C., uninterrupted right here on KFAX beginning at 6 p.m. Well, meanwhile, as a lead-in, there's been anticipation and generally seemingly today a positive mood on Wall Street ahead of the President's State of the Union address. The Dow Jones Industrial Average with a nice uptick. Of course, it's not just anticipation of the address, but other factors going on that are driving not only Wall Street, but ultimately the economy. All right, so what of all of this? We are nine years and counting into this um, ongoing bull run. Some keep speculating as to when it will end. There are indeed a number of growing concerns sort of looming there on the horizon, everything from uh, Brexit to Brexit, not to Brexit, to what's going on in parts of the Middle East, to uh, certainly the ongoing debates over tariffs and the Chinese trade wars. Well, some insights as to where we've been where potentially the markets will be headed in 2019, and perhaps just as importantly, where you need to be headed as you contemplate saving to buy a house, saving for a child's um, education, or perhaps your own retirement. We're joined by wealth management specialist Pat Vitucci. He's been in the business for well over 30 years now, and of course, you've heard him here on KFAX for probably 25 of those 30-something years. And Pat, as always, an honor and a privilege to have you on the program. Well, thanks, Craig. The honor is mine, and I appreciate you having me on as your guest as we look forward to our president's pearls of wisdom tonight. And uh, certainly pearls of wisdom is what's uh, being anticipated by uh, some on Wall Street. We had uh, some generally positive mood today. Tell us what happened. Well, the Dow had another good day today, <coughs> up 172 points, 25,411. So we're right back in that middle of 25,000-point Dow range, and... That's kind of where we left it um, late October, early November, when suddenly some emotion got hold of the markets, and we had a really terrible December uh, until December 26th, in fact, when the Dow was up a record of 1,000 points in one day. So it, it has been all of what NASDAQ had another good day today, 54-point rise, uh, all the FANG stocks, um, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google, 
all coming in with, with some pretty good numbers. And um, so I, I, I think we've got a pretty good, strong economy. And uh, we've got to give some credit to our president who's, who's created that conducive environment for a lot of R&D spending, research and development spending, and and uh, and that dirty word called profits have been pretty darn You know, the one thing I think that's confusing a lot of people seems to be this dichotomy that one minute on Wall Street, or at least the way it's being characterized by many of the talking heads on the big network, at one moment it seems to be glitter, and the next minute it seems to be gloom. And certainly there are mixed messages being sent by the economy. I made reference in my opening remarks to the anticipation of this uh, ongoing battle between uh, the United States and major trade partners. Partners like China over trade and tariffs. And so that, that seems to be a, certainly a tailwind dragging on the economy. And yet you look at some of the incredible numbers. As you say, uh, bank stocks have, have been reporting well so far. We have seen um, a lot of uh, online companies uh, with just incredible uh, earnings reports and, and, and numbers that are very encouraging. And so I guess for the average investor, investor out there, they don't know what to make of this because, uh, you know, at, at one turn, they see their their retirement portfolio taking a major hit, and then, hang on, five minutes later, it reverses course. Help us understand what all of this means. Well, as usual, there's always a lot of noise, and you just articulated the noise really well, and the top story in the 6 o'clock news gets all the attention, and I call that noise. Really, four things we want to measure in absolute metric terms, are what I call the four threes. We've got GDP at 3% plus, unemployment at 3% and change, inflation at less than 3%, and monetary policy will probably see less than three rate increases for the year. Craig, that's a Goldilocks economy. That's pretty darn perfect for corporate America to have some confidence in hiring and expanding and building plants and equipment, uh, I don't think it get much gets much better. Yes, there are headwinds. But the issue with China, the, the uh, tariff issue, the intellectual property issue, that is not going to be solved easily. Uh, the federal workers shut shut down. That's certainly a big emotional issue, and it's real. Eight hundred thousand workers did get paid for over a month. And then we've got the NAFTA 2.0. It's called USMCA. It's the, the agreement between USA, Mexico, and Canada. And we're hoping Congress uh, acts swiftly on that. That's um, a pretty darn um, good trade agreement. And let's not leave out Brexit. I just heard the other day there is a, uh, there is a um, evacuation procedure they are considering for the royal family should they should they uh, get stripped of their royal royal duties and the whole Brexit issue uh, comes tumbling down. We'll see where that's a big issue as well in terms of our, our, a big trading partner for us. So you're, you're indicating that the, fundamentally there are a number of other factors that are contributory to um, many of the positive signs. In other words, this is not just sort of uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the lingering moments of the big party that happened on the heels of 
the president's election, moving into promises of a corporate tax cut to a tax cut actually uh, being voted on and signed into law. And that, of course, took us from 2017 into 2018. And then, of course, corporations enjoying that 14 percent reduction and uh, the ability to bring offshore offshore dollars off or back into the states, I should say. So that, that wasn't just a temporary thing. You're suggesting that there are a number of other factors contributory to this that doesn't make us feel as if this is just sort of the the afterglow of the big party. Yeah, I think the big unintended consequence of uh, Trump's giant uh, uh, tax reduction on corporate America is that many corporations took that extra money and did buybacks. They bought their own stock back, which leaves more money in the corporate treasury this, guess what? Gets converted into more plants, equipment, and hiring. Uh, and so all that is, is good. You know, corporate America never pays taxes. They just pass it on to you and I in their, in their products or, ser- or services. So we had a real opportunity here to go from 35% corporate tax to 21%. And many corporations uh, put that money to good use. And that's capitalism. That's capitalism with a, with a capital C. Boy, that, that worked beautifully. And there's some sustainability. Yeah, there's a one-time bump, but there's long-term sustainability of that particular uh, a, a, a tax plan that passed, and is now law, uh, in that there's a lot more money in motion. That we call it uh, uh, dollars in transition, money in motion. And it, it's been, been converted to... Clearly, three percent plus um, unemployment. It's been the lowest in history for for every ethnic group, by the way, blacks and Asians, and 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 Mexican. And so, it's hard to complain about uh, negative ramifications from the tax plan because so far there's been this, this resilient boom in the economy. Look look at the traffic, Craig. Anywhere you go. One o'clock in the afternoon, and all our highways are jam-packed already. I guess the big looming question for a lot of people is just how sustainable is all of this? I mean, we've seen nine-plus years of the bull run. People say, well, eventually this sort of runs its course and runs out of steam, and we move into correction territory. Um, Certainly, as you point out, a nice bounce coming from the tax reduction for corporations. uh, That helped with buybacks and certainly helped uh, folks enjoying a nice um, share of a dividend. But just how long-term can all of this be, and what are some of the looming questions, uh, the variables in this that are sort of difficult to, uh, uh, to get a hold of, such as China coming to the table and coming to terms and, and uh, bringing about parity to a, uh, a policy of tariffs and trade that has been so out of whack, so unfair to the United States for many, many years. I want to talk about that when we come back after the break. Also talk about the fact that the president has recently had dinner with Jerome Powell, and apparently it was all nice-nice. Uh, the president perhaps inviting him to dinner after it was announced that the the Federal Open Market Committee last week would not raise the overnight prime rate and leave well enough alone, and, and signaling perhaps, uh, even though there had been talk last year of the ongoing upticks in the prime rate continuing through 2019, but they may be back off on all of that. So then the question becomes, how much of a factor is that? Um, and if the economy is doing well, why wouldn't we want to see 
the interest rate continue to rise. We'll dive into those aspects of our conversation today ahead of the President's State of the Union Address, which will be delivered live from Washington, D.C. We'll carry it right here, live and uninterrupted on KFAX. That'll be tonight beginning at 6 p.m. Meanwhile, we're sort of doing the the run-up to the address by talking about your money, the economy, uh, what's been going on on Wall Street. And with us is financial advisor and retirement planning specialist Pat Vitucci. All right, we'll talk a bit about the prime lending rate. We'll also talk about China trade and your money as our conversation with Pat Fatucci. By the way, his program, Don't Invest and Forget, can be heard every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. with a reprise broadcast Monday afternoons at 6 p.m. on our sister station, Business Radio 1220, AM 1220, KDOW. So be sure to check that broadcast out. Don't invest and forget with Pat Vitucci. All right, we take a time out. We'll get you an update on traffic right now. As we do so, back over to the KFAX Traffic Center. We're back. It feels like we've been there. feels like we never left since yesterday. Let's see what's going on. Michael Bennett, he's there. He's never left. In fact, they, they have to bring food into the room for him. Let's get a look at traffic. Michael, what's up? And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. I'm, I'm taking notes. Did you catch all that? Jarrell, I'll play it again for you in a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. 520, Craig Roberts along with Pat Fatucci. He, of course, is a Bay Area-based financial planner and retirement planning specialist for um, well over 35 years now. Got started, he was just barely a, a babe in arms. And uh, Pat's program, Don't Invest and Forget, heard on our sister station, AM 1220, Business Radio 1220, KDOW, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. and a repeat broadcast Monday evenings at 6 p.m. And information, by the way, about Pat at don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. We're talking about not just um, the markets and money in the run-up to uh, the second, third year now of uh, President uh, Trump's term in office. But, of course, tonight, 6 o'clock, the State of the Union Address. We'll carry that live right here on KFAX. Pat, one of the things that has a lot of people wondering, and that is sustainability. Uh, some pundits out there say, gee, we're nine-plus years into this bull run. How long can it last? And uh, so maybe you can comment to that. And then also uh, your insights on the Fed. We know that there's been a little acrimony between um, Trump appointee Fed Chair Jerome Powell and the president uh, late last year, the president uh, very publicly displaying his displeasure with the Fed's ongoing increase in the lending rate. Um, That's been eased, at least (laughs) for the first meeting of 2019. Um, You have to wonder, uh, when the Fed says we're going to leave well enough alone for a while, how long is for a while? And and if the fundamentals, as you're suggesting, you talked earlier about the four threes before the break, if that be so fundamentally strong, isn't it wise, in a sense, for the Dow, for the uh, the Federal Open Market Committee to do a slow uptick in the prime rate? At least that will slow the possibility of inflation jumping in and give the Fed more tools. Were there to become at some point a recession for some reason? Well, Federal Reserve Chairman uh, Jerome Powell uh, is a has a really tough job, as all past Federal Reserve presidents have. They walk a tightrope, and they're putting their finger out and kind of reading which way the wind is blowing on about 100 leading and lagging economic indicators. Really boring stuff, Craig. 
consumer price index, producer price index, housing starts, inflation numbers, Silicon Valley numbers, Michigan sediment numbers, consumer confidence numbers. So it's a whole bowl of spaghetti that they've got to kind of unravel and figure out, okay, which ones are the more important ones, which ones are the lesser important ones. Uh, certainly politics plays a role, and, you know, we, 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 we saw some uh, discussion between President Trump and, and Jerome Powell, uh, President Trump being very disappointed when Jerome Powell raised rates a lot of part of 18. Uh, I'm sure this dinner you mentioned of late, I think it was yesterday, was really an opportunity to kind of mend fences and say, okay, let's, let's speak from the same microphone here so we don't... Um, Look like we're being uh, bi- bi- uh, bipolar in our in our uh, comments, but if by all I- indications there may be a rate or two increase, unless market conditions change. You're right. This bull market of almost ten years is the longest bull market in the history of America, Craig. That's good news. The bad news is it's the longest bull market in the history of America. They don't last forever. They run out of steam. The bull gets tired. And um, or some geopolitical events. Name any tinderbox around the globe that could impact this strong economy: North Korea, Iran, Iraq. Uh, Congress decides to proceed with some impeachment for some for some uh, uh, reason. So there are enough. Brexit is another one. So any one of those geopolitical issues can spook Wall Street. Um, but even if we have a smooth sailing for the entire year, when will corporations get, get a little uh, tired and, and perception becomes reality and the market does start to slow or it corrects 10, 20, 30% or worse? Who, who knows? So it's, it's always an unknown, but you've got to work with what you do know. And Jerome Powell is reading those leading and lagging indicators and trying to temper... Uh, the cost of money uh, that fits the kind of economy we, we wake up to each morning. Now, the last time we saw a major market correction was, of course, in the uh, the 2009 downturn. That in response to what was going on with, uh, you know, lending rates for real estate that were ridiculous. You know, a fog up a mirror, you get a loan, you know, just state your income. We're not going to verify anything. Just tell us how much you buy. I make a million dollars. Okay, great. Aaron, enjoy a new house. Uh, that, the derivatives market, it was an absolute disaster. Uh, the bankers essentially created that crisis along with, with Congress weakening uh, many of the, the money regulations, created that crisis that led to the 2009 downturn. Turn. Um, and a lot of it, I think, people were not prepared for. Now, this time around, I'm wondering if we've created a whole new generation of folks, Pat, that really aren't prepared for, maybe not a, certainly not a downturn of that significance, but a correction that, as you say, is cyclical, and in some degrees, it's healthy. And, and I wonder if some people have become so used to the up, 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 that they can't even conceive of the idea of a market correction that could be in 10, 15 points, and as a result, maybe overextending themselves, overexposed, and then in for maybe a, a bit of a crisis, especially if they're close to retirement. Yeah, you know, if, if you're working, you almost want the market to go down. So when you make your 401k um, deposit, you're buying share prices 
and a discount. There's a Macy's white flower in the store. Conversely, when you're retired, gosh, you don't want the market to go down because your monthly check now, instead of being dividends or, or growth, you're taking principal off. Well, that doesn't feel good if you do it for an extended period of time. Then you get stressed out because you're watching your quarterly statement balances drop precipitously. So there's, there's kind of a twofold uh, group, two, two kinds of groups out there. Uh, one wants sustainable, boring kind of market, and the other kind of wants volatility uh, so they can buy in really inexpensively. I mean, ideally, if you work for 40 years, you want to be in there in a really bad collection of markets, and then the day you retire, you want the market to zoom because now you're going you're gonna to cash out at higher share prices. So it's all about the contribution phase of your life versus the distribution phase of your life. And as you move into those later years and you start to live on your savings, uh, it can get pretty stressful when you go through a correction like you mentioned in 08 and 09. Uh, that was very unpleasant for many people. And, uh, you know, how you react to it for the next for the next ensuing 12, 18, 24 months had a giant bearing on on the... Uh, the the, uh, the development and growth of of, of your portfolio. If you overreacted and got out and got scared, and then you get back in, that um, that presents some long term problems for that for that uh, investment. All right, so it really then comes down to having a little bit longer term vision for this, because I think a lot of people, Pat, they've got, you know, their eyesight is 30 days out, and, and it's all based on what did my report look like from last month, and what's going to look like at the end of this month, and that's as far as we see, and that's sort of a, a lack of futuristic approach to retirement planning, or the, the, the inability to see further out, uh, is, I guess, then, the bigger issue that gets people in trouble than just the natural ebb and flow of the markets. Yeah, look, we're all, all emotional beings. Fear and greed are whispering in each ear. Uh, we all are a little fearful. We're all a little greedy. And we tend, to, we tend to follow the masses. And when everybody's buying, we're buying. When everybody's selling, we're selling. And that's not always healthy. Or you look at you know, the performance last year of XYZ Fund, and you say, wow, that fund did great. I'm putting my money there. Caught me the absolute wrong time, and they've had their day in the sun, and in, in many cases, performance goes the other way. They've already done wonderful things, so you got to be careful not to be a rearview mirror investor, as we as as we call those folks. We want to be prospectively looking forward and studying leading and lagging indicators to to merely suggest. No one knows for sure. It it, it intimates. It suggests where the markets are going. That's not always a fun thing to do. Reading prospectuses, Craig, and watching these leading and lagging indicators, and how do you how do you translate them? How do, how do you convert them to real actionable steps? Uh, that therein lies that that deft touch that um, you know, Mister and Missus Investor are busy working all day long. They come home from work. They're taking care of kids. Maybe they're looking after mom and dad at nine thirty at night. Are you saying, geez, honey, should we move from small cap to large cap? Should we move from domestic funds to emerging funds? Should we take our 
money out of bonds and put it in cash? What do you think? Probably not the last discussion you have before you say goodnight. No, and, 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 and that's why, I, you know, the smart uh, people retain the services of someone like you that that is happy to do that. <laughs> Maybe not the last thing you think about at night, but you spend the day doing it uh, more than the average person does. We're busy, you know, raising families and taking kids to soccer practice and PTA meetings and, oh, by the way, holding down a job. So who's got the time at the end of the day to try to sit down and, and, and play the, 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 the future-looking guessing game? And, you know, a a lot of people used to think that, well, it's just good, basic historical knowledge will take you there. Well, uh, maybe 50 years ago, you could buy a, a utility fund and you can own stocks in the railroad company and, and a few big uh, big blue chip stocks like GM and General Motors or, I'm sorry, uh, uh, GM and General Electric, and you'd, and you'd probably do okay. All of that has changed. So the reality is that uh, Wall Street uh, headed off in an entirely new direction, and you just thought you'd rest on your laurels based on what seemed to be historically solid advice at a time. And, and that's what gets a lot of folks in trouble as well. Let's dive a little bit deeper into that as well when we come back after a timeout. Pat Vitucci with us today. Of course, he is the principal of Vitucci and Associates, wealth management specialist, retirement planning specialist for many, many years. His program, by the way, deep, informed. Got a lot of great guests, goes into some important topics about you and your money every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1220, KDOW. So we invite you to check out that. Information, by the way, on the web about Pat's organization. Get office all over the Bay Area. If you want to come in for a complimentary financial health and retirement plan review, Pat's happy to uh, meet with you or a member of his team, and there's no cost or obligation. Such a deal. Go to don'tinvestandforget.com to get more information. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. We take the time out and come back with more. Pat Petucci here on the Tuesday edition of Lifeline from KFAX. Right now, leading us into 534, your ride home, the latest with Michael Bennett. Michael, what say ye about this traffic tonight? And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Back to our conversation. Pat Vitucci is with us tonight ahead of the president's address this evening from Washington, D.C. We'll carry the State of the Union live and uninterrupted here on KFAX beginning at 6 p.m. Meanwhile, we're talking you and your money with Pat Vitucci. Information on the web at don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Pat, I mentioned about some of the old guard, and it was easy, certainly, for our folks, maybe our grandparents, to own railroad shares and utility and, uh, and maybe some of the good standbys like GM or GE and probably do okay in terms of investment earnings. That has changed drastically and, and ironically, continues to move forward. I mean, it's, it's, it's a moving ball. I think you and I on this program... 15, 20 years ago said, gee, some of these these up-and-coming companies like Amazon, how can they ever expect to be successful? After all, they don't even have a building anywhere that people can go into and purchase their services or goods. How all of that has changed. Yeah, the world has changed. And, you know, talk about GE, uh, you know, it was um, kind of a stalwart. It was the the, uh, Dow Dow favorite uh, under uh, Jack Welch and, he turned a washing machine, drying machine uh, company. He said he got tired of knocking tin around into a, a virtual mutual fund all by itself. Well, certainly they have fallen by the wayside in a dramatic fashion. They've gone through several presidents in just the last couple weeks. 
GE stock is certainly looking more more favorable. So, picking up on your on your your tone is that whatever was wonderful and sustainable and 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 you know a sure thing like a Sears and Roebuck or a J.C. Penney or a GE uh, my as the world changed. And so, perspectively looking forward and trying to read the TV of where the markets are going and what 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 sector of the economy should be in. Should be in high tech, biotech, uh, retail, uh, uh, medical, he- healthcare. I mean, the, 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 all those areas I just named, we all know they've gone through a complete evolution of change and will continue to do so. So it's, so it's a constant recalibration, a constant revisiting, a constant reintrospection of the content of your portfolio. And I gotta say, your, your audience is a very smart audience, but at the end of the day, do they have the energy and the passion to do that kind of due diligence work? And therein lies that, 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 um, constant, uh, tugging of your time. Say, geez, I really feel guilty. I'm not, I'm not paying attention to my money. Yeah, it may not be important now, but three, five, ten years from now, gosh, I'm gonna have to live on that money. And so you have this, this tug of war of time management in your head that um, kind of feel guilty about ignoring it because you're watching the news and you're hearing all this noise. And my gosh, you know, when when do I have time to to read read a perspective? So that's where the where the real challenge comes in for this ever complex global society we live in. And you know, when Starbucks has thirty thousand restaurants. How are they doing in China and how are they doing in, in Britain and how are they doing in USA? All that has meaningful impact on, should I buy Starbucks today? That, you know, so it's a, it's a very complex question with, with uh, not a crystal clear answer. And yet it's also a question where you just can't avoid it and hope that it goes away or pretend as if it's not something that you'd have to be concerned about. It's interesting. Uh, Just doing some casual browsing on YouTube over the weekend, I came across a um, a video blog, and this retired woman who lives in the Midwest, uh, living on Social Security, uh, has decided to put together a story of her day-to-day life living on Social Security only. And she explains at the beginning of every program that during her working years, she never paid much attention to setting money aside, never established an IRA, company where she worked, didn't offer a 401k. Nobody said to her, hey, Social Security is not going to be sufficient. So she spent what she earned, figuring that Social Security would be adequate upon retirement. And now she's learning what it's like to manage dollars to pay the rent, how she has to really carefully watch the grocery bill um, in order to make sure she's got decent food on the table, three meals a day, and and sometimes make decisions about uh, what medications to take or what uh, medical bills to pay because she lives solely on Social Security. Well, who wants to get into retirement years and be in that kind of bondage? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's that wake up call, and somehow at the age of fifty, you get that wake up call, that epiphany that kind of strikes us. We still have this vision of retirement at sixty five, which may be may be fiction uh, for for many for many folks. But okay, I'm fifty now. I got fifteen years. I better really start paying attention to what I've achieved so far. Is my pattern of behavior going to get me to where I need to be? 
when I turn 65, or if your retirement age is 70, what's my what's my critical mass number? Do I have enough money to take monthly checks and not deplete the principal in the first 10, 15, 20 years of my retirement? That's that's the goal. You don't want to start eroding your principal and assuming, oh, I'm going to take 10% a year. Well, that that doesn't that arithmetically will guarantee you'll be living under a bridge or maybe worse in your child's fourth fourth bedroom. So we've got to be pragmatic and put time on your side and scroll away those those weekly deposits, monthly deposits and into investments, whether it's 401k, 403b, the planet work, an IRA, some systematic methodical deposit over many years is your reassurance of at least potentially getting a, a, a respectable standard of living. It, the, the goal, Craig, obviously, is to keep your standard of living the same as when you were working. And that's not an easy task, and it, it does take uh, a careful review of your lifestyle, your budget, and um, the pattern of your of your savings. And certainly, Pat is um, ready and happy to help you with that. If you want to take advantage of that complimentary retirement plan meeting, that review of where you stand, where you need to be, your timeline toward retirement, things of that sort, um, you're certainly welcome to schedule an appointment in any of the Bay Area offices of Vitucci and Associates, no cost or obligation. And you can get information at don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Pat, about 15 minutes from now, the president will take the podium in a joint address to Congress in his um, State of the Union address. Um, I have to wonder whether or not amongst things that we know will be on the the docket for discussion, including perhaps the recent shutdown, the looming shutdown in 10 days if they don't get a deal done, uh, the border wall, border security, things of this sort. I wonder if the president is going to address at all um, any of the um, the bigger issues from an economy standpoint point, such as trade talks with China. Uh, Certainly, President Xi Jinping, uh, not eager at all to come to the table and uh, bring about parity or fairness to our existing trade agreements. Uh, How important do you think this is? I mean, is this a potential deal breaker for the economy if we don't get this this done and finally, uh, you know, addressed to bring fairness back to trade between China and the United States? I think it's I think it's critical. China's hurting. We're starting to show signs of of, of slowing. Uh, you know, we are the biggest consumer on the planet, and China is our, the, the we, we buy from most of our stuff from them. I think President Trump has to put his sales hat on tonight and remind Americans of all the good things he's done in the first two years, uh, and then. There are always a collection of challenges, and you mentioned China, North Korea, um, the Brexit issue. Well, there's a, a whole host of issues. Certainly, the wall, the 5.5 billion that he's looking to get, to, so we don't have that have another shut, a shutdown. Uh, these are big issues um, that need resolution. Whether they'll get bi- bipartisan support, uh, that's a, that's a tough one. Whether he declares a national emergency, given the new collection of caravans heading to our coast. It, it, it seems to be a weekly threat uh, on our southern border that um, 
these caravans are somehow misled into thinking we're going to roll over and just let them in. So it's, uh, he, he needs to sell the message, sell the accomplishments, and, and uh, again, ask for bi- bipartisan support. And that's a, that's a tall order given the, given the, um, the bipolar, just, just non-cooperation um, between the two, the two parties. They, they can't agree on much at all. So no, and we'll see how, how this all roll, rolls out tonight. I'll, I'll be watching it, and, uh, and we'll certainly have some comments after it. No doubt, and 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 certainly, you know, one of the one of the big issues here is um, this is the first time a lot of these folks has seen each other since the shutdown took place. The president uh, is reportedly going to call for a greater sense of unity. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean Democrats coming to his side, Republicans coming to their side? I, that I guess time is going to prove out. Pat Fatucci, of course, host of Don't Invest and Forget. Catch the program Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. on AM 1220 KDOW, Bay Area's only business talk station. Check them out again Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. or Monday evenings at 6 p.m. Information again on the web, retirement planning services, and uh, Pat, we happy to, always happy to uh, meet with you and offer a complimentary, no obligation, no cost portfolio review by contacting don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com or triple eight plan wise. It's 888-PLAN- W-I-S-E. Our thanks to Pat Fatucci for being with us tonight here on Lifeline. All right, we're 10 minutes away from the President's State of the Union address. We'll take you live to Washington, D.C. for that complete and uninterrupted here on KFAX. Right now, though, we're going to get you a look as we take you live to the KFAX Traffic Center and a uninterrupted look at traffic for the moment and on the dais with gavel in hand, ready to uh, give us the uh, the decision, give us the word... <laughs> on traffic is Michael Bennett. Michael. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 